Are you looking for a better way to create your dream life? How to create wealth so you can enjoy your hobbies, friends, and family even more? Then this podcast is for you. We're Chris and Paul, and we're on a mission to help regular women and men gain access to passive income opportunities. Income opportunities that most people never even hear of. So let's start the show and create your fortune in wealth, health, and life, one step at a time. Hey, everybody. We're going to take a couple of minutes before we get started as as people start joining. We are also going to record this webinar on how to build wealth in 2023. And we're going to talk a little bit about real estate investing and review a live deal as well. So we will get started. All right. So the, the goal here today on this webinar is to talk about planning for early retirement. You know, what are some of the things that that you can do to plan for early retirement? And I'll start kind of with this, you know, early on, I had a mindset. I was, I was not equal necessarily. Like, like we may not be equal today, but, but I am capable and others are capable as well. Right. Because you look around, you know, that you're not equal to everybody. At least it feels that way, but you have to adopt a mindset early that says I'm capable of, of being equal to that person or even exceeding what they have or what they've done or what I perceive is value or wealth or or fancy things, right? You got to change that mindset. And then when I combine my passion with perseverance, I reached a level way beyond equal and achieved things that I could have never thought possible, whether it be overcoming fears or developing, you know, wealth and building businesses. We're talking about a kid who, when he was in school, was scared to death to raise his hand because I always got the answers wrong. It was like literally embarrassing, right? And then I overcame that fear. And now I speak in front of thousands of people at a time and have built multiple businesses. So it's, it does start with that that mindset. And oftentimes it's just facing crazy, tremendous fear to get through that. But it's amazing what's on the other side. So it'll take three things to achieve this. One of them is reframing your mind to a wealth mindset. And this could be financial wealth, relationship wealth, or mental wealth. And you could swap that word wealth with health and achieve amazing results as well, right? So reframing your mind to a health mindset and and a health, a mental health mindset, and all of a sudden you start to see things and feel things in a different way. So I encourage you to, again, just adopt that change in mindset. You got to commit to a plan. So the number two thing you got to do is commit to a plan and seek a support system that will hold you accountable. That could be books, podcasts, meetups, masterminds, hopping on webinars like this, but you need something because there's a good chance that your circle of influence, the people around you are sort of enabling you in a way. Maybe they don't mean to, but they are. They're they're telling you what you want to hear. They get it. They understand you. You need people to challenge you. You need people to kind of talk you down when you start becoming negative and and bring you back to your your equilibrium, right? Bring you back to that center so you can focus. And so you need that outside influence that's going to give you that constructive criticism. And and you can find that many different ways. I found it through a lot of unlikely mentors in my life. And I'll explain that in another another webinar. But you got to sacrifice time or things. The third thing is you got to sacrifice time or things that you want uh, today so that you can make room for achieving your goals and building wealth and living a healthy life later. You do this now and these actions will ensure a brighter, what I call second life. I, I call it a second life because in my mind, I'd say maybe 10 years ago, 
I thought I wanted to retire, let's say. I'm just saying retire in a sense that I wanted to leave corporate America and pursue the things I, I really am passionate about on my terms, right? Build my own wealth and not wealth for someone else. I had a mindset of doing that maybe by my late 50s. And that number quickly moved down as I got more and more structured and built better systems and processes. And that number moved down to 57 and moved down to 50 and moved down to 47. And I actually ended up retiring from corporate America in my early 40s financially free. And I know that that term is thrown around a lot, but I did that through implementing a lot of systems and processes and surrounding myself with really good people that we all had the same mindset to go and achieve and, and build that freedom, right? And so we'll talk a little bit about that, but it takes three, three, three things. Reframing your mindset, committing to a plan, and then sacrificing things today that could be time or things you want so that you can live what I call your best second life, right? So let's dig into this presentation just a little bit. Planning for 2023, what are you guys going to do? Well, we're going to cover a couple of things here. We all want to feel safe and secure. And what's the difference between rich and wealth? And does it even matter? Real estate investing case study. I'm going to talk about a single family residence I had and, and compare it to the stock market. I still own the house, but I own many of them now. But this one house I bought about the same time I got into the stock market. And then how to plan for your exit if you do want to leave corporate America. How do you do it? Like I did in your early, early 40s if you want. Or if you're in your 50s and you want to retire in five years, you need a plan. Maybe you don't want to wait till you're 67 or whatever. And then how to learn more about what we do at Sterling Rhino Capital, the offerings we have, the, the calculator you can download on our website to show you how you can reach, let's say, a wealth number or an early retirement number when compared to the stock market. It's it's really good information. And then obviously Q&A, right? So let's, let's dive in a little bit. We all want to feel safe and secure, but that, that means different things to different people, right? It, there's not a one-size-fits-all when we talk about feeling safe and secure, it could be physically safe. It could be mentally safe and sound. It could be wealth and finances, right? And when I was younger, I just looked at people and the things they had. And I had no idea, no concept of money or wealth or or being rich or any of that. And so I want to encourage you today to start thinking uh, with a wealth mindset. We'll talk a little bit about how you can do that. And we'll we'll do more of this stuff too, so that we can continue educating and helping. But today... I've achieved that. And I want to share that with people. I want people to understand that it starts with shifting that mindset and then implementing a plan. And what does that look like? What does it sound like? Well, I'll give you an example. You make money when you work, right? You trade your time for money. So you make 40, 60, 150,000 a year, but you're giving 40, 60, 80 hours a week to that, right? And ultimately you want to get your time back, right? And the only way to do that is develop enough wealth so that that wealth, let's call it money, right? Or, or equity assets, that enough of that creates money to replace the money that you make. So this is why planning is so important. When you start out, maybe you use like our calculator on the Sterling Rhino Capital website and you say, well, how much money do I need to have that freedom? Well, it might be a million dollars, let's just say, for example, which on average with the returns we see in, in the stock market or in real estate could be anywhere from 30,000 to 60,000 a year in dividend payments or cash flow you make off the investments in real estate. So you say, okay, well, a million dollars is a pretty good number. Well, how are you going to get there? And that's where the rub is. If you try to plug that number in with a financial advisor and you sit down and look at the stock market, it's very hard to get there in a reasonable time because the average returns in the stock market, or let's just say, for example, the S&P 500, 
they're like seven to 10%, 10 if you're lucky, but usually seven to 8% maybe. And then you have fees and stuff associated with that. So to get to a million dollars will take you quite a long time. And you can see all this in our calculators, but if you were in real estate and that's just one option for you, you don't necessarily have to invest in real estate to create wealth. You could get into, let's say a digital currency or NFTs or, or, or REITs or other, other things. There's a lot of speculative stuff you can get into gold and whatnot. Even you can get into all that stuff, but some of these things will give you much greater returns overall. I'm just going to give you an example here in a little bit, but I want you to be thinking how do I get to the cash flow number, the money that makes me money when I sleep? So I'm not trading my time for it as early as possible. And then you start figuring out how do I create more streams of income so that money can be reinvested in those things that will create more wealth. And then eventually you'll get to that point where you can leave your job or exit, um, let's say a field that you don't want to be in and pursue things you want to do or don't work at all if that's what you choose. But most people don't do that. Most people are bored in a short period of time. There's an amazing TED Talk. I can't remember off the top of my head, but look up retirement on TED Talks. There's a gentleman that talks about the four sequences of retirement. It's really amazing. And it's not what people think when you retire, right? Most people continue working and doing things. So I want you to consider other options when you're looking at building a retirement. Don't just listen to a financial advisor. My neighbor's a financial advisor and all he talks about is stocks and mutual funds and diversifying within that sector. He never talks about real estate and he's missing the boat because my returns have been triple in real estate what they ever were in stocks. So I just want you thinking about that. All right, let's talk about rich versus wealth. There's different definitions for this and it also depends on where you live actually and the amount of average household income there is there. But let's talk about rich. Rich generally is an amount of money you make for your time. So let's say it's $200,000 a year technically makes you rich by definition, okay? And it's, it fluctuates. Wealth, on the other hand, is the value of your assets and the money that you have that can make you money. So let's say you had a million dollars in some markets that would you would be considered wealthy. If you invested that million dollars in the right assets, you could generate cash flow of somewhere between 30 and $60,000 a year and you're not doing anything for it. That's the difference between rich and wealth. Rich is you trade your time for money, wealth is your money works for you right? And you can see in the illustration here, I used to think that the people with the Ferraris and the Rolexes were rich and that's what I wanted and the fancy suits and all the stuff. And I didn't realize that the people on the right, the everyday workers, the folks that don't look rich and wealthy are likely the, the true wealthy people, the people that don't spend all their money on things that depreciate and are, and are not valuable over time. It's the money and the investments that generate the wealth. And they're happy as can be because they don't have the constraints of all that debt and stuff that's dragging them down, right? So I want you to think about the difference between wealth and rich. And I want you to think about trying to focus on being like the folks on the right who are everyday workers, who put their head down, invest their money, they save, they live below their means. And that that helps them to generate wealth at an earlier time frame. And I'll tell you, as I get into this real estate case study next, one of the things I did to generate wealth was I, let's say in my in my early 20s, I reached a certain level of income and I lived at that level of income. I lived in a modest house and I continued investing all the extra money I made. So then I focused on how do I create more streams of income? Now that, that one stream could have been stocks or mutual funds, right? S&P 500. 
A form of it could have been buying a rental property and a little cash flow coming in off that. A form of it could have been picking up another line in my case because I was a sales rep. And then that other line made me some money, right? Because I was already on the road. It was easy for me to just go pick up another line and go and sell it. And I made money. But as I made that money, I didn't buy boats. I didn't buy fancy cars. I didn't buy bigger houses like a lot of my friends were doing because they were making really good money. I invested that money and I kept saving and I kept grinding. And to this day, I have no toys. I drive a, a modest car that that I own. I own all my, all my assets, right? And that allowed me to create and accelerate my wealth. And then when I really began to scale, I started getting out of the single family residences. I converted all my IRA money over into a vehicle that allowed me to invest in multifamily real estate. And not only did I invest in over 4,000 apartments over about an eight-year period, but I, I started my own company that not only buys multifamily apartment complexes, but allows other people to come in with me as partners and invest in these buildings that we buy and we build, doing the same exact thing I did in the beginning, because I saw how the returns were three to four times more than I was getting in the stock market. And I knew that in order to create that vehicle that would give me true wealth and freedom, I needed to scale. And so that's what I did. So I'm going to give you this quick example on a single family residence versus let's just say a multifamily. And this is really good because this is real information from my firsthand experience. I'm not fluffing you here. I'm going to tell it like it is, right? We're going to have a lot of fun. Okay, so in 2006, I bought a house. And as you all know, in 2008, the market dropped substantially. The short story here about the value of that house is I paid about 280 for it, 280,000. And then that house dropped in value to approximately $220,000. Terrifying. Literally neighbors were foreclosing, giving up their houses, walking away. And all I could think about was I I have this home, I pay my payments, and as long as I sit there, it should work out. Why would I freak out and leave this house? Because I'm not looking to sell it. This is the same problem people have with being in the stock market. If you have a million dollars in the stock market or even $100,000 in the stock market and you have a dip in the economy, well, your value could drop by 30, 40, 50%. Just like last year, the stock market, I believe, was down around 30%. So if you had a million dollars in the stock market, it's now only worth 700. If you wanted to retire last year or even probably going into this year, let's say two years, your money is going to be worth a lot less, which means if you were going to live off that see dividend that's coming in, it's going to be a lot less than you anticipated, which means you got to work longer and stay in there, right? Terrifying. Well, single family was the same way in a sense, but the value was in the building itself, not some business that I know, I know nothing about that's dictating the value. In other words, you know, somebody does something wrong with a company, a CEO, and the value drops substantially, or the market gets a little squirrely and crazy. You have no control over that, right? But what you do have control over is your single family residence. That value stays locked in that residence, even though the value may seem lower today. If you hang in there, it will come back. And you can see that in all the historical data. I've pulled data all the way up to 50 years, looking at all the last recessions, single family values, rental income. And it's astonishing what the data tells you, not what the naysayers tell you online. So let's continue down this road of the single family example. That house I bought for 280 dropped to 220. Let's fast forward today. So about 16 years later, okay, that house is worth, if I was to sell it today, even with the market being a little squirrely today, it was up to about 580. Now it's worth around 540 or so is what it says. And of course it's subjective, right? We don't know if someone wants to buy it, they'll pay whatever. 
but let's say 540. Well, if you take the value of that asset today and the money I would make after I paid it down, so I owe about 140,000 on that house, it's worth about 540. If you account for some real estate fees to sell it and the cash flow I'm making because I rent that house now, I would have a profit, a profit today after taxes, if I paid capital gains even, and I didn't 1031 it somewhere, of around $330,000 profit, okay? In that one house that lost $50,000 in value in about 2008, 2009, when everything crashed. So I hung in there and I own it today and the value is about 330,000. Now here's where it gets crazy. I only put down about $20,000 on that house when I bought it. I did an interest only loan and I eventually put like another 10,000 down when I refied it. But other than that, I only had about $30,000 in some maintenance cost in the house. And then as I turned it into a rental, the renters paid for all of that maintenance and paid down the mortgage. So think about that for a second. I bought a house, I had a $30,000 investment. 16 years later, it's worth easily after taxes and everything about 330,000, right? And I have cash flow in today, by the way, but if I sold it, I wouldn't. And that 330 divided by on an annual basis, the amount of money I put down, which was about 30, it's like a 20 plus percent annual return on that initial investment. And that's if I wanted to sell it today and turn around and put that money somewhere. Now, if I took that money and I invested in a multifamily as a passive investment, the cash flow on that $330,000 would be somewhere around $2,000 a month in cash flow for doing nothing as a passive investor or I hold on to it and just continue keeping it as a rental. Right now, I think my my free and clear cash flow on that property is like $1,300 a month on just that one, that one house, right? So I wanted you to understand that regardless of what you see in the news, regardless of economic ups and downs and recessions and all that, real estate, in my opinion, is the safest place to preserve your capital, but you've got to be patient right? You can get equity, the value, you can get cash flow, and you can get depreciation, right? So let's talk quickly about switching to single family into multifamily and why I did it. I switched because I realized all the tenants, toilets, termites, and headaches with each house I had, which I had like a dozen or more at one at one point, was killing me because property management companies were taking all my profit. I had to start a property management company that managed all them, but that was still work. And I realized that the money I had passively invested in multifamily was making me more money. It was actually making me almost twice what I was making with my single family residence and I didn't have to do anything there. So I started selling off those assets and investing them in multifamily. Then it sparked the idea, why am I not doing this myself? So I built out a company, right? And that's Sterling Rhino Capital. And now we own over 1,200 doors. We are developing six luxury class properties across different asset classes. We have crowdfunding available for people to get in and, and accredited and non-accredited investors. And it's just amazing. And we're watching other people grow. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of investors. And it's really cool because I, I started back in 2006 playing the real estate game and, and now we're helping others do the same thing, right? And even if you're not inv interested in investing with us, you definitely want to follow us because we give away a ton of content. You want to check out the YouTube channel channel and subscribe right away because there's great videos. Go to the Create Your Fortune podcast and then check us out on Facebook because we give away a ton of free information if you just want to learn how to do this stuff yourself. So that's my story. And I'll tell you this, my multifamily 
passive investments, not including the stuff I own. Because if I include the stuff I own, it's way higher just because there's more profit because I'm the owner of the company and I, I bring in partners, right? But if I exclude what I own, just my passive investments, which is over 4,000 apartments at this point, not only is it over a six-figure passive cash flow, but the annual returns are north of 25% on average. Now, I'm not a financial advisor and these are not guarantees for you. I'm simply saying it's possible. And if you're diversified, real estate is much more powerful than the stock market or S&P 500 or any of that. And you have a flexibility right? These deals generally exit every five years or so. And so you get a lot of your liquid back. You have cash flow generally after a while when the assets are stabilized. And it's just a great way to be way more flexible. And you'll get your money back about every five years or so. Whereas in the stock market, you can't touch it really without penalties anyways, until you're say 62, 67. So, so how do you plan for your exit? Well, I talked about it earlier. You have to you have to strategize. You have to have that wealth mindset. You have to put together a strategy and then have people to hold you accountable. And that all starts with education. I'm going to give you some suggestions on some books at the end of this, but I want you guys really thinking about, have I sat down with like, let's say someone from my company and just ask them, well, here's where I want to be. How can I get to that number? And strategized and then put it on your wall and look at it every day and focus. Am I getting on these meetups and these webinars? And am I, am I learning? Am I educating myself, listening to books? Those are great ways to hold yourself accountable. And you need that. It doesn't matter how successful you are in business. I know a lot of really successful people, people that are multimillionaires and even billionaires. And all those people I know are constantly hustling. They're constantly educating themselves. They're constantly getting involved because it feels like they're more accountable versus, oh, I'm too busy. That's BS. You have lots of time. And I can talk to you more about that offline or even you ask questions. How, Chris, how do you maximize your time? There's lots of ways, but you'd be shocked when you start digging in how much time you actually have. So uh, we can help you with that, right? Here are three great books that will kind of set you on the path. And there's a ton of them. I am an avid reader. I heard a statistic the other day that 70% of people polled, I think there was 10,000 people polled, said they hadn't read a book in the last year. That's really astonishing because I listen to at least 10 to 12 audiobooks a year, sometimes even more. And that's in addition to podcasts, blogs, and putting out my own educational material. And I'm constantly finding nuggets, not only to teach me things, but to inspire me and also to hold me accountable. And it doesn't matter how successful I become or wealthy. We all need that accountability. And this is an easy way that's fairly cheap to get it. So The Millionaire Next Door, there's also Millionaire Mastermind. Those are two of my favorites. Get your mindset right about wealth. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I love it. Dr. Doja, Joe Dispenza, awesome. And then The Art of Impossible, which I'm listening to now, and I just really like it. It's about peak performance, and we can all relate to that, right? Because we can all be better. And there is tons of books. I'll keep suggesting books, but I just wanted you to, to see those. So how to learn more about real estate investing. Go to sterlingrhinocapital.com, subscribe. You can download our calculator on our landing page under the How It Works page. Go to the very bottom, and you can download our calculator. Or you can schedule a call with us if you want to talk about real estate. And if you want to invest, we have live deals, which I'm going to go into next. That's up to you. But if you just want to learn a little bit more, these are great ways to, to dive in and learn. So sterlingrhinocapital.com, lots of educational material there. So let's go into 
what an offering looks like. Now, I talked a little bit about single family earlier, and you can do that. You can invest in storage units, mobile home parks, REITs, which are on on the they're in the stock market, and they're offered as a as a kind of a a shared investment where you get like a payment, but there's not as many advantages like a lot of the depreciation and stuff you might get. You can invest directly in a single family asset. You can buy a single family home, renovate it, and live off the cash flow if you want to. And I can teach you a little bit more about that as well. By the way, we don't charge for any of this stuff. We just give it all away. So don't feel obligated or like, we're going to sell you something. We don't do that. We just give away information. So check out the blogs, check me out on Forbes Real Estate Council. We've got all kinds of information. But And I can teach you how to make more money on your existing property by building an ADU, which is called an additional dwelling unit. I use an additional dwelling unit I built on my property and I charge $2,550 a month in rent. And it was built on my property. It cost me $180,000 to build and it's on my property, right? Another great way to build cash flow. So we can teach you about that. But if you want to be a passive investor, you're busy. You're not ready to leave. You're a surgeon, you're a dentist, you're a, a physical therapist, a blue collar worker, whatever. And you don't have time for that. You plan on working for another 10, 15, 20 years. Passive investment is for you. And I'll show you how this works. So if you were to go to our website, and you were interested in investing, you would simply select, this is our, our website, invest now. And once you go in there, it's going to ask you, are you an accredited investor or another investor? And actually, here's an example. Down below, it says all other investors. Well, until through February 28th, we have an offering right now on our crowdfunding platform where a non-accredited investor can go through this link here on our website and invest as little as $1,000 and own part of our six luxury class new development projects in Denver, Phoenix, and Colorado Springs. You could literally go in there and within 15 minutes, you can invest $1,000 all the way up to $104,000, I think, through that platform. It's really easy to do if you're interested. And even if you just want to learn and you're not ready to invest, it's great. But go in there and learn and listen and read the legal documents so you understand what it's all about. And what a passive investment is, is it means you invest with us and we run the asset, we run the buildings for you, and we share the rental income with you, just like you do on your own with a single family residence. And then we pay you a share of the profit when we sell the buildings every three, five, and seven years. In this case, there's six properties. So we'll start selling them probably in year three before the first ones are even finished. And then you'll get a piece of that equity share, that, that profit and the cash flow along the way. And, and when you combine those, that's where you end up with these higher than average returns, much higher than the stock market. I told you earlier, my stock market portfolio was seven, seven and a half percent. Over the same 16 year period, I owned that single family residence. And the profit in that single family residence was over 20%. It was close to 25. So easily three times what the stock market was doing for me. So that's a passive investor that's non-accredited. An accredited person who has a million dollars in net worth, right? Expenses less assets, gives you your net worth. Or $200,000 in income as an individual or a combined $300,000, that person would qualify as an invest now accredited investor. And the only difference between the two on our platform is they go in through a different portal, but they're treated the same. We give everybody the same returns that are projected in our offerings, right? So what are we doing? Well, what we're doing is we started a fund and our fund, right, which is just a bucket of money, if you will, is, is building six luxury class apartment complexes. So when you invest with us, you get to invest in six luxury class apartment complexes in three different class A markets. So it diversifies your investment. It'd be kind of like saying, 
Well, Chris, isn't that like six single family houses? No, actually, it's like 1,200 single family houses because these buildings are going to be anywhere from two to 300 apartments per building. So not only are you diversified in three different markets we're building in, but you're diversified in six different buildings and you're diversified over 1,200 apartments, give or take by the time we're done. So it gives you a lot of flexibility and security because in each one of those buildings, We can withstand economic ups and downs. We can withstand high interest rates because we plan for that. We can withstand vacancy because we have all these projects and all these units that will offset the risk, right? Even during COVID, when everybody didn't have to pay rent for two solid years, we owned a a thousand units at that time. And we found that less than 10% just didn't pay their rent. And those buildings can withstand 30% of the tenants not paying their rent. We didn't even come close to that, right? So don't, don't worry so much about what you hear in the news. Be in the know and learn, right? Get on a call with me and ask me about the last 30 years of real estate. I'll tell you all the statistics, the real statistics, the facts, right? And it'll make you feel a lot more comfortable because the reason we fear things and we're uncomfortable is because we don't know. We haven't educated ourselves on the specific thing that we're trying to learn, not what someone else told me. I've had so many people say to me, well, this is risky or that's risky or why do you do this or why do you do that? Or, oh, you can't do this. And they're full of it. They're not doing it. They're not living it. They're not in the middle of it. If they just took a second and actually understood, they wouldn't have as much fear. They wouldn't be naysaying. And I'm not talking about multifamily. I'm talking about all kinds of stuff in my life, right? That people, everyone has an opinion. It's because they ain't doing anything. Everyone that doesn't do anything has an opinion, right? Like they're not wealthy. They're not financially free. They don't have assets, don't even own real estate. And they're sitting there giving you their advice on on why you should or shouldn't do something. It's ridiculous, right? So six properties you can see here in a fund that is putting money into each one of these properties that we, Sterling Rhino Capital, and my partner, which I'll bring up here in a second, our developer, is building. So we are not only building these products, but we are funding these projects, right? And so where you come in is the fund model. You are investing in our fund that is building these buildings. It's pretty exciting. And you're not the only money. We bring in private equity. We bring in bank debt and you get to share in the profits with everybody. It's pretty cool. So I'll come back to this Cooper deal in just a second so I can deep dive into what an actual apartment complex looks like within this portfolio. But let's go down in this fund real quick. Here's some of my team, right? We've got the COO and board advisors and operations managers, directors. There's more of us than this. There's probably another dozen people, but these are just some of our core folks at Sterling Rhino Capital. You can read our bios and all that. Elevate, which is Brad Idy, he is our developer. And he was in New York for 15 years. He built skyscrapers. Here's some of his portfolio. Amazing. He's in Denver now, which is why we're building a lot of stuff in Denver. And we also have strategic partners that manage the assets for us on the ground and help negotiate contracts and construction and all of that in addition to Brad. And then we have our business plan for the fund, right? And some of the renderings of what things will look like. These are beautiful properties. We've got infinity pools. We've got Zen gardens. We've got shared electric vehicles that we'll have in some of our properties. So we can cut down on emissions and vehicles and crowding. We'll have vehicles literally where you could check out a forerunner with skis on it to go skiing in Denver if you're a tenant of ours. And you could do it at little to no cost if you're a tenant. It'll all be built in, right? Very exciting stuff. 
This is what some of the courtyards will look like on some of our properties and so on and so forth. So we have some videos. This is just some of the fund videos. If you want to see us on site talking about what we're doing, why we love the markets, high growth, high average household income, folks moving there, which stimulates growth, tax incentives that we got on some of our properties, all kinds of stats and facts that you want to dig into. Here are some of the returns, right? So our projected returns over a five to seven year period for someone that invests are anywhere from a three to four times your money. So if you invest, we're projecting, let's say $100,000, 350 to $400,000 in total return. That's cash flow and equity. These are astonishing numbers, but we feel confident we can do this because we are treating our passive investors as general partners by profit sharing with them in a sense. So we're we're giving back a piece of our development profits to our fund to help build up the returns, right? Which is higher returns than you might see in a normal syndication. And it's a little complicated how that goes, but I want to give you high level. The returns are real. And we've actually sold two properties this year that far exceeded our projected returns. And on an annual basis, they exceeded these numbers on the annual side, which is a 35% minimum return. So these are not promises. You have to read through the legal documents and all of that. And, and this is not technically an offering. I'm just presenting to you what we have available. And you'd want to go in and review all those legal documents and whatnot. But this is how this works. So you review all this stuff and you decide, do I like this deal? Do I want to invest? You click the buttons, you go through, you hop on a call with us, and then you can invest right on the portals. It takes you about 15 minutes. It's pretty exciting. So as I go through here, there's more investment criteria here. Um, why invest in a fund? Frequently asked questions. How the returns are shared with you. So the investors get 80% of the fund's profits. There's no hurdles limiting you on the money you can make. So if we hit a certain threshold, we don't limit you and change the returns like a lot of sponsors do. We just give you the full share at 80% of the profits. And then there's an 80% preferred return or an 8%, sorry, return preferred return. So real quickly, the difference on an 8% preferred return and cash flow is cash flow, you get to take a share of the cash flow that's available while the asset is running. So as we're bringing rents in, you get 80% of whatever the money's coming in. So, But on a preferred return level, that just says you get 8% of the profit before the general partnership team gets anything. And so we may not hit an 8% preferred return the first couple of years, but we technically owe that to you before we make any money. So in a perfect world, let's say year five, six comes and we're selling everything off and we've paid you a total of 6% cash flow every year on average. Well, we still owe you 2% before we make any money. And then any of the profit after you've been made whole is split at an 80-20. So you guys get 80% and we get 20. It's pretty lucrative for a passive investor, most definitely. I personally have not invested in a deal that was this lucrative as a passive investor. And it's one of the reasons we wanted to kind of give away the kitchen sink in this is we wanted to create a high velocity model. So again, earlier I was saying, for non-accredited investors, the deadline is February 28th. You've got to get in before that because it closes. The deadline for accredited investors, because it's a different fund and a different portal in essence, is the end of March. So you got to get in at the end of March 
before that closes. And I think we still have about three or $4 million total available to raise. We're at about 84% or so, 85% of our total raise needed. So there's still room. Here's all information about the Denver market. I'm just breezing through this because you can dig this up on our website. Some of the timelines and questions and answers along with our social. Okay. So I'm going to scroll back up quickly and we'll close here in a few minutes for Q&A. And I'm just going to jump into this Cooper deal, which is we have all the financials built out on this Cooper deal. And I'm just going to share with you quickly how to look at one of the properties in our fund. Because I give you high level on the fund, right? And there's a lot of little nuances in there, but someone asked me, well, Chris, what about the individual properties? Well, this property Cooper is the first one we're breaking ground on in February, March. And, um, this is the first one that we have construction loans in the process of securing and we'll sell first. So this will take us about 20 months to finish and we'll probably be pre-selling this in the next two years, potentially returning some equity in year three, potentially. It could take longer, but our hold time on the fund is five to seven years. Some of these properties could sell in three or four or five years, giving you a lot of your initial, if not all your initial capital back and then profit beyond that, right? So pretty exciting. So let's jump in here real quick. This is the smallest of the properties. It's 72 units. All the rest of these properties are 200 plus units. I think our largest is 330 units and that's in Phoenix. So if you click on this and you can see all this information, you're going to see artist renderings and 3D drawings with, or 3D renderings with drone footage of the markets. You can see the lake in the background. You can see downtown Denver in the other background. This property is the furthest away from downtown and it's only like three and a half miles away. The other ones are right, kind of right outside of downtown. And this gives you an idea. So you could watch this video, kind of see what we're actually building table of contents here to bring you back. If you click on any of these, as you go through, it'll take you right to the financial analysis, property profile, et cetera. Um, executive summary. This gives you the summary of the actual property, not the fund you're investing in, but the property that's going to be purchased with the fund's money, right? And remember, we are building these and we have the fund. So we're both sides of it, which is how we can share that profit with you and bring your returns way up. And you can look here at this one property and the projections on this property are about a 3.6 equity multiple or an average IRR, which is an in, in, internal rate of return. I don't want to get into that because it's a little complicated, but it means the value time value of your money. And so you can see that's about 33% annual. That means the amount of time we're going to hold your money with the amount of money we project we're going to make you right? Equals about a 33% annual. Now, all the properties are going to fluctuate from here. They're not all going to be the same. Some are going to be lower than this. Some are going to be higher than this, but that's why you want to be in a fund because there's six of these that are going to offset any risk and get your returns to an average. And we're very conservative in our estimates. We feel confident we can hit those minimums, right? That we, we showed you. Why we're excited about the project. This is this property. Here's some renderings of the property, the Cooper, and some townhouses that we're looking to possibly build next door. We're still negotiating the land next door on that, and we could bolt that onto the deal and throw it right in the fund and sell off these townhouses for about seven to $800,000 a piece, which is going market on these type of townhouses right down the road. Pretty exciting. So that we just have that photo in here because we might, we might buy that land, and that's just a bonus for everybody. Here's a table to show you kind of what the expenses look like and the projections. So you can see some of the financials. Here's where the property is in relation to downtown Denver. Some of the architectural drawings, which we have complete now at this point. 
what the units are going to look like that we build and the market rents on some of the units comparable against some of the interior design. This was mimicked off of one of the properties we just finished construction on in Stanford, Connecticut. Beautiful property. If you watch the video on our landing page of me standing in front of a building with yellow on it, you'll see some photos of us with hard hats on walking through the final the final months of completion on that Hazel property. It's about a $90 million property or so in Stanford, Connecticut. We're occupying that. That gives you a real feel for what these other properties will look like. But some of them are going to be even a little more luxurious than that. They're going to have the infinity pools and the Zen gardens and a lot of other stuff. While Hazel has an infinity pool, it doesn't have some of the amenities. Hazel's the Stanford, Connecticut property that we're going to be doing here. Very exciting. Again, some performa financial analysis. If you want to deep dive, some people love that stuff. Purchase price, budget, financial assumptions. I mean, there's just a lot of data, right? Here's some market videos on what's going on in the market. A bunch of stats on average household income. I mean, we give you tons of information that you would have to dig up on your own on a single family asset. You'd want to know all this stuff if you were investing in real estate, or you'd want to know all this stuff if you were investing outside of us. Maybe you want to vet another company you want to invest in. You got to dig into all this stuff and ask questions and understand it, right? So we have vetted this process for the economic conditions we're in, and we feel very good about this. Our Hazel property in Stanford is achieving over 16% higher rents than our Performa two and a half years ago when we started this process. And you can bet that in these, in these markets we're building in, the rents will be higher by the time we finish these projects, regardless of what's going on with the economy. Because the statistics, not what you hear, the real statistics, the facts, tell me that an average rent of 7.5% was achieved every year for the last 30 years, which means regardless of real estate going up and down, single family, multifamily, all of that, the rent increases on average over 30 years were over 7.5%. And that definitely beats the average inflation and average interest rates during that time, right? So you want to be confident when you're investing in real estate that the money you're making is based on the rental income it produces and the value of those assets is based on the rental income that it produces, right? And the efficiencies in operations like lowering cost. And that's why commercial real estate tends to go up over time because the value of it is not based on what the neighbor's house sells for like in single family. Another quick side note, that house I told you I bought, when it dropped down to $220,000 in value, I compared it to some buddy's assets that they owned and their value stayed flat. Why? Because the income didn't drop on those multifamily assets. The single family's value dropped because it was a residence. It had nothing to do with cash flow, right? And so the value dropped because no one was buying houses. But in multifamily, if no one's buying multifamily, the value doesn't drop as long as the rents keep coming in, right? So it's really exciting because it's a whole different it's a whole different investment vehicle that most people just don't understand. They don't understand why it's damn near recession proof. Right. And I, I say that loosely, but you hear that a lot. And I know from my experience, because I've hung on to a property through three recessions and it, it's got a 20 plus percent annual return overall through three recessions. That's a real life example, right? Only ask questions, complete transparency. Again, part of the team, bios, social media, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So. This is good stuff, folks. I mean, if you're interested in learning more about real estate, you want to check us out. You want to go to the website, get into our CRM, understand it. Please take action if you're interested and you learn enough because 
you will miss the opportunity on this one. If not, we will have another one down the road, but it will not have these returns. We are giving away the farm on this one because we want it to drive a lot of volume in fast. And we don't know how long we're going to have the non-accredited option. So if you know anyone that wants to learn more, send them to the website to at least learn and dig in a little bit more, and then they can invest if they want. So I'm going to exit this portion of it. And I want to go into some Q&A and see if, see if we, can, we can do some Q&A. Let's see here. Let me get off a screen share. Okay. What kind of questions do we have coming in? Let's see here. Let me look at the chat and see if there's any chat. I know I've got social. So we'll open this up to any chat you guys might have, any questions at all about real estate, what I've said, anything on social you want to chime in with. Are there are there any questions about what we've reviewed here? And don't be shy. I know a lot of people don't want to, they don't want to chat. They don't want to ask questions. Okay, I'm not seeing a lot of questions. So what I'll do is I'll address a couple of the ones I hear first and we'll go from there. Some of the ones I hear first are, how do I invest? It's very easy. I shared you that, that with you. You go to the website. It's simple. How do I learn more? Go to the website. Go to the social channels. If anything, start looking online and learn from other people that are doing this, right? You don't necessarily have to do it with me or Sterling Rhino Capital, but I would encourage you to educate yourself in the space, right? We're not, we're not here to sell you anything. We're here to just educate you. You want to invest? Fabulous. We'd love to have you. But even if you're not ready, maybe you don't have any money whatsoever today. That's fine. I didn't have a lot of money when I started in single family. And then once I got started with one property, it just snowballed into more. And in multifamily, you can get in, as I said earlier, for as little as a thousand, all the way up to 50 or a hundred thousand, but start learning. It's also been said in a stat I read from some financial guru that people spend less than 20 minutes a week learning about their personal finances and educating themselves. That is crazy because securing a financial future can make life so much easier, especially in your second life. How would you have a second life if you didn't educate yourself? I encourage you to spend at least an hour a week, if not several hours a week, listening to books, podcasts, social media, and, and masterminds like this, right? Just going in and, and learning. So that way you can you can be in the know, right? Okay, we got a couple of questions coming in. Let's see. For new apartment buildings, how will cash flow come? Great question. So first of all, if you're in new development, which is what we're doing, we have properties that we buy that are that already have tenants in them. And sometimes those take anywhere from a few months to a year to start cash flowing to where we can share the profits in, by way of dividends. So I'm going to give you a simple example. I'm going to use a high number, but you don't have to use $100,000 to invest. Like I said, you can get them for $100, but let's say $100,000. If you had $100,000 invested, you would probably see somewhere between a six and 8% cash on cash return. So let's say six to $8,000 a year. Now in this environment, it's not as high as that because generally you're seeing interest rates going up and you're seeing just some challenges in the economy. So the cash flow is a little lower, but your equity is preserved. Your money is preserved. And then say in a year or two, as things get going again, the cash flow starts climbing back up and you take your equity when you sell and it all works out. But you get a share of the rents after you invest. In new development, it takes about three years because you got to build the building and put tenants in it. But in new development, 
your returns specifically in our fund tend to be higher because you're a little more patient and most people aren't living off that little bit of cash flow anyway and your equity grows at a much greater rate at least in our fund model that we have set up right so i hope that answers your question cash flow starts when there's tenants to pay rent and it fluctuates based on how much profit is in the building on a month to month basis right good question next one Thank you, Allison, for this question. What can a smaller non-accredited investor expect to see from a, their current offering of a $10,000 or less investment? Great question, okay? This is really important because when you go online and search, you're gonna find in order to get into this space, in most cases, you have to invest fifty dollars or $100,000 and most non-accredited's don't even have access to this because the SEC makes us develop a substantive relationship with a non-accredited investor before they can invest. Sterling Rhino Capital and the fund model that you're looking at today allows us to publicly offer and advertise to non-accredited investors. It's called a CF filing, right? Crowdfunding filing. So we can bring anyone in, as I said earlier, for as little as a thousand. Now, if you invested 10,000, like in Allison's question, that 10,000 would show a cash flow return once the building was stabilized and tenants were living in it of somewhere between zero, let's just say, because you never know, all the way up to 8%, right? Your average is probably going to be somewhere between 5 and 8% cash flow for that 10000 Not a lot on 10000 but it doesn't matter as much because you're not living off that $50, $100, a month necessarily today. But once you exit a few deals, so we start to sell a few of those properties and you start to see... Five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars coming back for that ten thousand. That's where the real wealth starts to grow, right? And that's what I found in my situation was I didn't worry so much about cash flow when I was younger. I worried more about cash flow when I get to my second life and retire, right? And now I'm in that position and I'm still going. I'm never going to stop. We're growing companies. We love it. It's a lot of fun for us to teach people as well. But I wouldn't worry as much about cash flow on as I would building equity. So the equity grows to develop more cash flow later. So let's say, Allison, I'm just going to use you as an example. Let's say you're 40 years old today. Well, you probably have at least 10 years before you retire, maybe 20. So if you invest in these type of deals for, let's say, three or four times, and they grow as at a conservative rate of twice. So the 10,000 goes to 20, the 20 goes to 40, the 40 goes to 80, et cetera, right? You're gonna have a nice chunk of equity that you can then invest for direct cash flow when you're ready. And that could be in a money market savings account, that could be in a stock market, that could be in a single family asset or multifamily asset, wherever you can get the most cash flow at the time you need it to live. Because the reality is, Allison, everybody needs to focus on whatever cash flow you make, you should be reinvesting at some point so it can grow more for you so that wealth can generate enough cash flow for you to leave your job at some point. So I wouldn't worry so much about immediate cash flow as I would the wealth that your equity is going to generate over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years or until you want to retire. Then when you get closer to retirement, you really want to start focusing on shifting that money into assets that develop or, or generate a lot of cash flow. I hope that answers the question because that's what I was thinking about and it worked out really, really well for me. So we have another question. Um, I mean, if you are building new apartments. Yes. So that's part of probably the first question. And I think I answered that, which is in new apartments, cash flow takes about two and a half to three years or so because you're building the buildings. But the trade-off, right, is if you invest in a syndication today, a, a single multifamily building today, you might get a six to 8% cash flow, perhaps if you're lucky, because the economy is kind of challenging today, right away. 
Okay, so you get to six to eight percent. And I'm going to use you as an example and say you invested a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, if you invested that hundred thousand dollars today and it was generating six to eight percent starting in the first year, let's just use six percent. That's six thousand dollars every year for that hundred thousand. Let's multiply that by five, six, 12, 18, 24, 32. roughly in cash flow for five years. Okay, that's great. But in most of the syndications today, you're going to see a projection of them doubling your money. Kind of if you're lucky today, it goes up, it goes down. But let's say they double your money. So your $100,000 made you $200,000 total, including your hundred. So we're going to fast forward five years and say, you had invested $100,000, you were living off, this $6,000 a year in cash flow, which was $36,000. And they promised they were going to double your money in five years and they hit their goal. Congratulations. You had $36,000 in cash flow and you had, what is it? $64,000 in equity, right? $64,000 in equity value that you earned when they sold. And so you ended up doubling your money, your $100,000 plus you made $100,000 of which 36 of it or so was cash flow. Awesome, right? In our model, our projections are three to four times your initial investment. So 100,000 could grow to three to 400,000 in just five to seven years versus 200,000, right? So while our cash flow may start in year three or so, and it'll start at the same number, six to 8%, give or take. You'll have some cash flow that's going to be, it's going to look a lot less than that normal syndication, but where you make out like a bandit is as soon as we start selling each one of those buildings, because I would much rather forego a few years of cash flow that I'm not really living off of anyway to generate hundreds of thousands more equity. Because remember, I told you the real power is once you exit these buildings, the equity, because think about that. So now you can turn around and you can reinvest your original hundred and the hundred you made off that average syndication. Awesome, right? That's great. But with us, that could potentially be three to 400,000. So apples to apples, this model could potentially make you a lot more money for just being a little bit more patient. And if you think about reinvesting 200 versus three to 400, It doesn't take a rocket scientist to calculate the cash flow you could generate off that now. So now you take that money and you go into an an immediate cash flowing model and invest it in some asset that starts cash flowing right away. But your equity grew at a much greater rate. Or you reinvest with us and be patient and another five, seven years down the road. So now a total of 10 to 12, 10 to 14 years, you've done it twice with us and your equity grew potentially at three to four times what it, I'm sorry, two times plus what it would have grown in a normal syndication. And that's why I told you guys, this is very unique. We are probably not going to offer this type of model again because we're giving away a lot. And the only reason we're doing it is because we're the developers and we own the fund and we want to incentivize people to get in and drive their equity up early. And then maybe the next model, we shuffle it around a little bit. We don't give as much away. But this has been vetted by lots of CPAs. We have hundreds and hundreds of investors already in on these deals. We are personally investing a lot of our own money in all of these deals alongside you. And it's really exciting. These are amazing properties and amazing markets that people want, want to live in. So these were great questions, folks. Thanks a lot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it there. If you have any other questions, please go to social, comment, bring up, bring up anything that you we didn't cover in 
the presentation and continue asking questions. Come back to the Facebook post and ask questions there and I'll answer them. And then if you're really interested in moving forward or even just learning more about real estate, man, reach out to us. We love giving this information away. And if you don't want to get on any calls with us, that's perfectly fine. You're going to get probably me or Paul or Aaron. If you don't want to do that, fine. But please deep dive into learning more about this stuff because I'm telling you, this was the best kept secret. I could not believe how much income and wealth I generated when I started really deep diving into real estate. I did really well in single family and then really grew my portfolio when I got into multifamily. I'll just give you an example. My net worth went up tenfold when I started investing in multifamily passively and started building my own syndication company to do it and help others. Tenfold, folks, tenfold. Retired in my early 40s from corporate America and was able to just continue growing our real estate and helping others. You may not aspire to get to that level or or do anything like that, but you'll definitely have a better second life if you get into real estate. So thank you so much for your time. This went a little over what I wanted, but I think we covered a lot of really good content and, and we appreciate your time. So share this with your friends and family. As I said, this is very unusual that anyone can literally invest with us as long as they're 18 when they go through our process. So take care, live an abundance life and build a wealth mindset, health wealth. Okay. Thanks guys. Take care. Appreciate you. If you're ready to start creating your fortune today, head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. When you get to the page, there are two options. Option one is for you if you're not sure exactly how the investment process works or how to get ready to be an investor. We've created a short, fast class you can sign up for that will walk you through the steps and answer questions like, what does a good investment look like? And so much more. It even includes an audio version so you can quickly learn on the go as you golf, go to your day job, or work out. Just think, in a couple of days, you can start listening and learning about creating your fortune and not be stuck wondering, Do I even have enough to retire? And then option two is for you if you're a sophisticated or accredited investor and have money to invest, you just need to talk to us about our next investment opportunity. You can quickly schedule a call with us and we can walk you through your options on how to get dividends flowing right away. We can help you create a plan to have three to 10,000 or even more in passive income every month that's reliable, safe, and steady. Ditch the small returns and unpredictable growth. Head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. And let's build the life of your dreams today.